today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Well, when it comes to the LIP, pre, LIT project, look, we've got some serious concerns. And as you've heard on CHML News over the last couple of hours, uh, there's a, a change in a bit of a, 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 a audible call, I guess, when it comes to the LRT project in Mississauga, uh, where Metrolinx, who is supposedly in charge of uh, intercity uh, public transit, has decided to scale back the Mississauga LRT project based on what they called budget pressures. Now, uh, is that instructive for us? Is that a harbinger of things to come? Because we know that next week, uh, Hamilton Mayor Fred Eisenberger is meeting with the Transport Minister, Jeff York, and uh, supposed to be coming to town here. Now, there's nothing about an announcement coming, but they've done this with Mississauga. Apparently, the Premier's in Ottawa today to talk about that LRT project, and then, of course, next week, the Minister's here in Hamilton. Can we anticipate that we're going to be asked to scale back the LRT project? And if so, how does the community react? How does council react to something like that? Let's bring Ryan McGreal, editor of Raise the Hammer, into the discussion and uh, try to get some perspective on this. How are you doing this morning, Ryan? I'm good, Bill. How are you doing? Good. I, I was very upset to hear what happened in Mississauga. And, and uh, I, I, you and I have talked about this in the past. I, I, I know the premier said, yeah, well, we promised you the money. The money's going to be there. I, I'm not so sure. I'm, I'm, I'm a little nervous about what might happen next week. Oh, uh, for sure. Now, now to be clear, uh, the Mississauga um, situation, it's, it's not as, as bad as it may seem at first blush. Um, the, the total route is still going to be the same. They're sort of simplifying the way it interacts with the um, Scarborough Town, or the, sorry, the uh, Mississauga Town Centre and the MyWay um, bus rapid transit connection. Uh, and they're removing a pedestrian overpass, and they're, they're sort of downscaling some of the uh, streetscaping that's going to be happening along the corridor. But they're not actually reducing the length of the line. So they're, you know, they're looking at, at sort of ways to, uh, I guess, find some savings in how the line is built without actually reducing the line. So it, it's not as like it's not like they're saying, well, it's only going to go, you know, 12 kilometers instead of 14 kilometers. So it's it's not as bad a news story as as it kind of seems right away. But uh, certainly, um, you know, the other thing, of course, is that the, the Mississauga project is sort of at a slightly different stage in development as the Hamiltons, like ours the RFP has already gone out to tender. You know, so we're, we're theoretically farther along on that process. Theoretically we are, but, I mean, the cap-and-trade program was under, underway too, and they just nixed that. I mean, these guys, when they start swinging the axe here, you're not quite sure where it's going to go, and they really don't seem to care a whole lot about the ramifications. Uh, and the bottom line is, I understand what they've done with the, the modifications they've done, but the, it just seemed as if the modus operandi here was to, is to cut the cost of it, it's to save money. Uh, and I, I'm, I don't know if you heard the conversation I had with Mayor Eisenberger last week uh, when it was announced that he was going to be meeting with the transportation minister. But even at that time, the mayor suggested, look, we may have to uh, do some uh, some alterations, I think he was the word he used, uh, to the project here to try to bring it under cost. So I don't know if they've already had preliminary discussions about this, but it kind of sounds as if something's going to happen here. Well, it, it wouldn't particularly surprise me. I mean, the problem is when the, when the budget was announced for Hamilton's LRT project, that was five, four or five years ago now, yeah. you know, and so we have been stalling and delaying and spinning our wheels and hitting the pause button over and over and over again. Uh, well, I mean, inflation is a couple of percent a year. So, uh, you know, a billion dollars in 2014, 2015 is not a billion dollars in 2020, which is uh, realistically the earliest this project could kind of break ground at this point. Uh, last year, uh, apropos of nothing, the uh, provincial government 
suspended land purchases for the uh, the Hamilton LRT project and apparently suspended the RFP process as well, although it's hard to get a straight answer out of that. So again, there's more delays. The longer we wait, the more this thing is going to cost. And that's just a, a basic reality of, of, of how market economics works. So, um, you know, some of that is on is at the feet of council. You know, council introduced a lot of delays, um, you know, almost a year's worth of delays over one kind of little shenanigan after another, you know, after the funding was announced. Uh, now the ball is in the province's court, and really, ultimately, they have total power. They could cancel the project completely. They could scale it back. You know, they could add more to it if they wanted to, although I don't think that's likely. Yeah, I, don't, I think that's off the table. <laughs> you know, but the, I mean, the, 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 the arrangement between the city and Metrolinx has always been that Metrolinx has the power to scale back the project in order to stay within the budget. So, um, you know, certainly it wouldn't surprise me if Metrolinx comes back and says, look, a billion dollars is only going to pay for this much, so we have to remove a few of the frills from this in order to keep the project on scope. And if they do that, you know, that's kind of, they've got the first strings, they have the power. If council decides that we want to spend some extra money of our own, to re-add in some of those things if we see value, that is a conversation that the city could have. But well, and I'm a little nervous about that because you remember the the, the discussion points back when this debate was uh, still going back. But this was the previous council, of course, uh, and and the the common theme from the wolves who were on the fence or were even opposed to this said not one single dime of taxpayers' money. Uh, we're not going to do this. And I, I don't know if you heard Councillor Whitehead on Scott Radley's show last night here on CHML. Where he said, if they're going to do that, if they're going to scale this thing back, he says that's a deal breaker. Now, that, I'm sure he's speaking for himself and not for the other councillors, but you and I both know that the support for this project on council is tenuous at best for some of those councillors, and some of them may be looking for a way out. Well, sure, and, and changing the scope of the project gives councillors who would rather not have a transformative investment in Hamilton, it gives them an excuse to to change their vote or to assert their vote more more strongly. I mean, this is a political game. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, politicians, um, you know, what's the saying? Never let a good crisis go to waste. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, so I, I expect that any any sort of, uh, although, you know, in fairness, again, from a procedural point of view, and, and this may be a little bit nitpicky and nuanced, but that's kind of the way I think, um, we actually agreed with Metrolinx that they will control the project and that they'll control the scope of the project and that they have the right to scale back the project in order to fit the budget. So, it, it, I mean, in terms of what council has voted for, it actually wouldn't be a change for Metrolinx to come back and saying, you know, uh, further to our memorandum of, under, of understanding with the city, we're making these changes in order to make sure that the budget doesn't get exceeded. Um, however, um, you know, as we know, nuance gets is the first thing to get thrown away when politicians want a grandstand. So I don't expect a lot of people will be paying attention to that. With that in mind, though, and let, let's assume that maybe that is the mindset right now. And, and as I say, the, the comments that the mayor made to me last week and, and this story from Mississauga indicate that I, I would think at least the, the thing that we can probably all agree on here is that look, our, our, our project is probably under the microscope right now for Metrolinx and, and probably by the direction of the provincial government to say, look, it, find some efficiencies here. And, and you know, you mentioned the, the term frills a little while. I'm not so sure there are too many frills in this design for Hamilton, are there? No, I, I mean, there's nothing that really obviously jumps out at me. Um, you know, I can think of, like, for example, the, the Longwood Road overpass over the 403 is set to be replaced in order to uh, um, be able to have a spur line that runs out to the planned uh, maintenance and storage facility, which will be kind of in behind the master innovation park. 
Um, maybe they, they can look at doing some um, some value engineering to save a little bit of money there. I'm really, I mean, I'm not an engineer, so in terms of line by line, I'm not too sure how much fat there is to cut. This was, you know, sort of intended to be a, uh, a fairly lean project to begin with. But at the same time, a billion dollars is actually a lot of money when you consider the distance. Like, you know, if you, if you look at what at what they do in Europe when they build a line, you know, they could build a 14-kilometer line for, you know, maybe a little more than half of what we're planning to spend. So there may be still opportunities to find a more economical way to do this. You know, it's just we'll, we'll have to wait and see what Metrolinx comes up with. Is it a factor in, in your mind, Ryan, the fact that uh, the, the, the government representative from this area is not on side with this project? It certainly doesn't help. I mean, the the sense I get, um, you know, is kind of from, you know, kind of people I know who have connections to the, the parties is that um, uh, MPP Skelly doesn't necessarily have the premier's ear on this file, uh, which is, you know, I guess uh, a good thing in insofar as, you know, she's not going to be advocating for what's good for the city and what's good for the region. Um, she's going to be advocating against it. So the less influence that she has, you know, at least in this particular case, the better. And and again, obviously, she's the one that, that we're told set up this meeting with the, the transportation minister. So I'm assuming that she's going to be involved in this in some way, shape or form. Uh, is, sure. is, is the minister coming here to give us this announcement or is he just coming to, as mayor had hoped anyway, to just get the lay of the land? I think they pretty much know that, don't they? Yeah, well, I, I guess it'll be an opportunity for the for the mayor to kind of take the temperature of uh of this cabinet, you know, through the, the transport minister and figure out, you know, what do they really have an appetite for? I mean, we heard some encouraging noises from Premier Ford after the last municipal election where he came to Hamilton and said, look, um, you know, the guy who supports an LRT, you know, won handily, you know, you wanted an LRT, you're going to get an LRT. Uh, I hope that that sentiment it continues to be kind of what drives the province, but it's really so hard to tell with this government. Um, you know, it's pretty chaotic. Uh, they they kind of do things on a knee-jerk basis, as we can see in a lot of different files. So really, it could go any direction. And uh, I guess there, there are two elements that I guess we need to be concerned about here. One, obviously, is whatever the province is going to say or do about this. And it might not even happen next week. Uh, but just as I say, since the Mississauga thing occurred this week, and, and apparently the, the Premier's in Ottawa, he says to talk to Mayor Watson up there about the LRT project. I, I doubt very much they're going to throw more money at it, but, you know, I, you know, sit here remaining, you know, wedded to be surprised and amazed if we could. But it just seems as if this is the, the, the third part of this wheel here to see what's going to happen here in Hamilton. Uh, but more importantly, I guess, as you've just mentioned, the bigger concern here is how's, how's City Council going to respond to this? Right, because if you look at the case of Ottawa, um, you know, due to various different, um, you know, issues, the total cost for their Phase 2 LRT is going to be something like a billion dollars higher than, than they originally estimated that was going to be. Uh, their council uh, voted to proceed with the plan anyway, because, you know, unlike um, too many members of our council, they actually recognize the overall overarching value to their community of making this kind of investment. They're like, look, it's going to be more expensive. It's still worth it. If we have to kick in a bit more of our own money to make it happen, we're prepared to do that because we see the value. We see the return on the investment. In Hamilton, where we're not contributing a single red cent toward the capital cost of our LRT system, uh, it's a little more dispiriting and a little bit more discouraging that our council doesn't have that vision where they can't actually see that investing in high-quality rapid transit is good for your community. Well, and again, based on some of the comments I've heard from the councillors, some off the record, some on, uh, I, I still get the sense, and it bothers me that I get this sense, that, that, that they're looking for an excuse to bail out of this thing. Oh, sure. I mean, 
you know, I find, you know, the vast majority of the time, these counselors operate based on fear, you know, and it's, and it's usually fear of missing in rather than fear of missing out. You know, the status quo has worked very well for these counselors, many of whom have been in power for decades. And, uh, you know, frankly, you know, any kind of a significant change that would put the city on a different trajectory creates uncertainty and instability for them personally. And, uh, you know, the status quo hasn't been working very well for the whole city, but it's been working very well for the people who've been sitting in charge of it for the last several decades. Maybe we will be pleasantly surprised next week. I sure hope so. (laughs) So do I. Ryan, thanks so much for this. Appreciate your time today. Have a good weekend. Likewise. Thanks for, uh, for inviting me on. You betcha. Ryan McGreal, of course, editor of Raise the Hammer. Uh, and we'll see. As we said, uh, next week the minister's here in town to talk to Mayor Eisenberger. And uh, maybe it's good news. I don't know. Just that the, the way things have developed the last couple of days, it's, uh, it's looking a little shaky right now. The Bill Kelly Show. Weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.